Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOI app on Apple or Google Play. I have two confessions to make to you this morning. Number one, I confess that I served at a tea party last night and I really enjoyed myself. Uh, Second, I'd like to confess that I felt very prepared to serve at the tea party, thanks to six seasons of Downton Abbey. While I was at the tea party, I thought about what generally happens at tea parties in Downton. And what I thought about was that tea parties are mostly made up of people sitting around talking about other people over tea. And then I got to thinking about talking about other people, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. And then I was thinking about gossip, and I wondered, how long has gossip been going on? Why do we like to gossip? And is there any profit to gossip? And then I thought about my sermon. And I thought, nah, mm-mm, not going to do it. And I'll tell you why. Because I like to gossip. <laughs> and I was like, well, so do they. <laughs> why mess up a good thing? You know? And then I thought, ah. We should probably talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. And just know that everything I say, I'm saying to the mirror. And if you're guilty, it's not my fault. I'm guilty too. So just take it and let's continue. You ever heard the term, if the shoe fits, wear it? That's the way I feel about this topic. And uh, it won't affect everybody, so that's just fine. In today's society, though, we don't have a lot of tea parties, but we do have a lot of gossip still. If you go into the supermarket or the grocery store, you're going to see a magazine um, shelf full of gossip. We got celebrity gossip. Political gossip, community gossip, family gossip, church gossip, friend gossip, the list goes on and on. And we love gossip. How is it possible that the tabloids still have money? Who's buying tabloids? You see the craziest things, like Hillary Clinton turns out to be an alien. You know, well, that's believable, but um, <laughs> some of them that weren't so believable, you know, you're like, ah, that's, there's no way that's true, right? How are they still making money? Who watches soap operas anymore? They're still in business. When I was a kid, my mom watched The Days of Our Lives. Ooh, some of you know what I'm talking about. The days of our lives. 
And I, as a kid, I watched it, ate it up. This is good stuff. The Marlena possession thing was a little off, and it, it sort of made me feel uncomfortable. But, nevertheless, these shows continue. Why is that? Well, it's because people generally like to chew on other people's fat. We like the stories. Don Henley wrote a song about it. He called it Dirty Laundry. A real true song about how our entire community and our entire society is just hungry for the dirt. Hungry for the, the good stuff. And so as believers, we have to ask ourselves... Where do we stand? Are we thirsty for the luscious gossip? Or do you look at the tabloids and go, no, that's not for me? The alien Hillary thing, maybe. You know, you probably just, you know, brush through it a little bit and put it back. So I thought we should talk about why we like talking about other people. What's so enticing about gossip? Most of us do it. There's little doubt of that. Some of us think we're being helpful with our gossip. I remember my Uncle Johnny telling me one time, Keith, if I don't know, I can't help. (laughs) I've repeated that phrase more than any other he's ever said in my entire life. If I don't know, I can't help. I need the details so I can help. Do we want to help, though? Do we? Some of us do it for other reasons. Makes us feel better about ourselves. Well, if John's doing that, I guess I'm not doing that bad. Love to hear gossip about leaders. That really helps us with our confidence boost. We like to compare ourselves to others. In fact, we always tend to compare ourselves to others. How am I doing versus this person or that person? Some psychologists have weighed in on gossip. Many psychologists conclude that gossip is healthy and good. Others see the downside. Psychologist Laurent Big way, I'm pretty sure he's French, said, about 60% of our conversations between adults are about someone who isn't present, he says. And most of these are passing judgment. 60%. Think about your conversations. When you're talking in your group of friends or with a friend or whatever, you know, do it. that's a good reality check. How much of my conversation, what percentage of my conversation is in fact about other people? Now, I know you're sitting there thinking, well, Keith, not all gossip is bad. And you're right. We'll get there. Hang out with me for just a minute in the swamp before we climb out. How much of your conversation is about other people? That's a legitimate question. 
There are other aspects to gossiping. Psychiatrist Frederick Van Gett said, We gossip to share our worries, seeking reassurance and support. It's an indirect way of speaking well of yourself and your listeners. It's also fun to arouse others' curiosity and monopolize the conversation when you have information to reveal. A woman who, in her partner's ear, says, Have you seen the length of my sister's skirt? It's outrageous. Maybe trying to reassure herself that she's sexy. And her, uh, as just as much as her sister. And this leads us to target anyone who makes us feel uneasy about our own weaknesses. Gossiping about them provides a sense of reassurance. It's an interesting idea. We like to have dirt on other people so we can use it against them if we need it. Ammunition. You see somebody doing something stupid, and you're like, I should say something to them, but I think I'll just hold on to it. This could come in handy later. This is particularly done in a marriage. When we're getting criticized, it's easy to come back with a criti- criticism And the other person is saying, well, you've never mentioned this before. I was just going to hold it on, hold on to it so I could use it against you. We talk about our rivals' failings and disasters, and we enjoy talking, or rather taking pleasure in the misfortune of others. It's hard to hide a smile when we learn that the sister-in-law we can't stand is having a tough time, even if it's with a twinge of shame. One researcher said, there's an intimacy to sharing experiences and feeling like you're on the same page about others, she points out. Torres' research has found that gossip can stave off loneliness, while other studies have found it can facilitate bonding and closeness and serve as a form of entertainment. So keep on talking. That's what she said. And about that twins of shame... I don't know about you, but I've been in a situation where I was talking about somebody else and I left that conversation feeling shame, feeling regret. Like, I shouldn't have said that. Or, I really hope they don't repeat that. Shame. Gossip is like a a little shot of a drug, a little adrenaline, a little feel-good. It'll pick me up. One comedian said, gossip is McDonald's. We all know it's bad for us, but have you tasted those fries? Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. We've got a lot of scripture to go through here, but I'm sure you'll bear with me. Proverbs 18, 8 says... The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. McDonald's. Everybody thinks, I shouldn't eat there, but from time to time, we need a good McChicken, or whatever you like to eat there. The words of a gossip are like dainty morsels. Tasty. Little 
pleasures that we enjoy from time to time. Well, what does gossip mean? Here's another interesting thing that I have discovered. From my experience, people are confused about what gossip really is. From my experience, people oftentimes confuse gossip with slander. How many times have you heard somebody get on to somebody for gossiping, and the other person says, well, it's true. Well, it's true. Gossip is true. That's the difference between it and slander. Gossip is defined as casual or unconstrained conversations or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed to be true. A person who repeats stories about other people, talk or rumors involving the personal lives of other people. All of this, of course, without the party present. So if you want to talk bad about somebody and they're in the same room, go ahead. It's not gossip. Just carry on. In the same room, like in the same conversation, not like, you know, sitting at a distance, not in the dining hall, like where they're on the other side of the room. Well, can you sit if they're in the same room? I can talk about them. They have to be able to hear you so they can make a defense for the character assassination that you're attempting to make. Now, here's what slander is. Slander is the action or crime because it is punishable by the law, not only biblical law, but American civil law as well, United States law. It's the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. So if I come out and say McDonald's has 30% of their hamburger meat is made out of horse meat, and I just make that up, that's called slander. And that's punishable by law. McDonald's could sue me and say, it's not 20% or 30% horse meat, it's only 10%. You got your facts wrong. Thank you, somebody. So if I make a slanderous statement, that's a statement that's false, it's not true, there's no, there's no proof to it. But if I talk about you behind your back and I'm saying true things, that's called gossip. It's not the same as slander. Most people have gotten that confused. Now, the scripture does have so much to say about this topic. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16. Leviticus 19.16, we're in biblical law here, the Torah. This is a commandment. Nineteen sixteen. You shall not go about as a slanderer among your people. You are not to act against the life of your neighbor. I am Yahweh. The word slanderer there, also known as a tale bearer, 
Now, a tale is a made-up story. It's fairy tale. It's not real. The tale bearer, the Hebrew word there is rakil, and it means slander, slanderer, tale bearer, or informer. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 1. You shall not bear a false report. Do not join your hand with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. So when it comes to the brotherhood of Israel, or in this case, the body, in our case, the body of Yeshua, we're not to join in with a false allegation or a false incrimination of a person that we are related to by the blood of Yeshua. We can't spread lies about people. But how many times have we repeated something that somebody told us, but we didn't really know if it was true or not, right? And that happens a lot. It's amazing how fast we can get information to those that are hungry for it. We've all experienced things, even in the assembly here in the last year, that were explosive, tragic, and truly disgusting things. And how fast the news spreads. So I would say that both gossip and Slander are wrong, but slander has a more severe consequence, not only for the victim, but also uh, potentially for the perpetrator. Let's talk about gossip now as we have defined the difference between it and slander. I just want you to know that from now on, we're just talking about gossip. That's talking about somebody behind their back. Most of that is true. It's sinful, destructive, should be avoided. The reason that the Bible is so emphatic about talking about gossip is because Yahweh understands the social context of our society and how we all have to dwell together. <laughs> it's, it's like a mutiny. You know, if you're on a ship... And you, everybody decides that, you know, let's just say somebody starts whispering about the captain. You know, the captain means to shipwreck us. I heard him say it. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to die. So the rumors spread, the captain's going to shipwreck us. The captain's going to shipwreck us. And pretty soon everybody's like, we got to do something about this. And so they rise up and they form a mutiny. In the body of Yeshua, that'd be like the arm saying to the leg, I don't need you anymore. Just cutting it off. We have to be sure that what we're saying is what's real. Otherwise, it's slander. Now let's look at gossip and its destruction in relationships. Proverbs 16.28. Proverbs 16.28. By the way, last time I preached this message was the last message I ever gave at the last assembly I was at. (laughs) I wish that was a lie. 
Proverbs 16, 28. A perverse man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. In another version, it's the whisperer. Yes, I like to pronounce my H's. Whisperer. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Separates close friends. So there's a relational aspect here. Let's look at verse 9 of chapter 17. He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. Gossip destroys relationships, or it can injure them. Gossip should be avoided. Let's look at Proverbs 20 and 19. He who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. If there's nothing else you get out of the message today and you carry on with your gossip, just know this, if nothing else. The people that like to gossip to you will also gossip about you. The people that gossip to you will gossip about you. Oh no, my my friends would never do that. Yes, they would. Oh yeah, they would. I know. I didn't tell anybody. Are you trustworthy? Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13. We're just bouncing around here, but stick with me. 13, rather 11, verse 13. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. Now, as a side note here, there are moments when we need to say something, Right? If you see somebody, you know, walking on the assembly property with a machine gun, don't think to yourself, well, I don't want to gossip about him. (laughs) Say something. But as a general rule, he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. This is dealing with relationship between friends, between friend groups, Inside the body of Yeshua, we should be trustworthy people. You can tell me, and I promise I won't tell anybody. And then, keep that promise. Gossip causes conflict. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20. By the way, for those of you who are holding out for the vast scriptural uh, references to the benefits of gossip, there's not many. So you just have to wait. We've got to get through all the bad first. And I know you're sitting there thinking, man, my gossip is good. Gossip causes conflict. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20. 
For lack of wood, the fire goes out. Abraham, I hope you caught on to that. I was just saying that because last night we were building a fire and I was mounting it on and it was just kind of funny. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. That's a true story. If you don't put wood on the fire, it's going to burn out. And where there is no whisperer, contention quiets down. Where there's no whisperer, contention, conflict, quarreling dies down. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 20. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20 says, I am afraid that perhaps when I come I may find you to, not, to be not what I wish and may be found by you to be not what you wish. That perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, anger, Angry tempers, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, disturbances. Inside the body of Yeshua, inside the assembly, Paul's saying, I'm, I'm worried that maybe things aren't like they should be. And maybe I'll find these things. So naturally, when we're reading this, we have to ask ourselves, do we find these things? You know, when you're reading the Bible, you don't just read it to read it. You read it to, so that it cuts So if you say, oh, we're good, then all is well. But nothing wrong with a little checkup from time to time, right? Romans chapter 1. <clears throat> Verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge Yahweh any longer, Yahweh gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of Yahweh, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of Yahweh, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do them, but they give hearty approval to those who practice them as well. well that's some pretty tough words right there. Gossips, slanderers, haters of Yahweh, all slapped into the same category all bound for destruction. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 13, I'll read it quickly. At the same time, they also learn to be idle. As they go around from house to house, and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies, talking about things not proper to mention. That particular set of scripture is directed toward women. But of course, we're aware that both women and men have their fill of gossip, don't we? 
<laughs> in Psalm chapter 34, in verse 13, I know we're moving around a lot, but just stick with me if you don't mind. We're almost through. 34, 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. James chapter 1, verse 26, a scripture that we know well. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. And finally, let's go to Proverbs 6 and 16, the scripture that many of us know well as well. Talking about things Yahweh hates. If you've got a highlighter, you might be encouraged to highlight here. Things Yahweh hates. Six of them here. Yes, seven which are an abomination. Haughty eyes, verse 17, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. I wonder if in their situational jealousy, if the brothers of Joseph ever found themselves hanging out with the flock talking about Joseph behind his back. Do you think? Think maybe that's why it was so easy for them to come up with a scheme to kill him? Probably. When they saw him afar off, they said, Oh, look, here comes the dreamer. Oh, they talked about him. They had a nickname for him, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Schemers. We know what they were up to. Spreading strife among the brothers. Proverbs chapter 10. I said that was the last one, but I want to share this one too. If for some reason you do decide you want to confront somebody, just go ahead and do it. Or be quiet. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 18. He who conceals hatred has lying lips. And he who spreads slander is a fool. So if you conceal your hatred towards somebody else, you have lying lips. So you may as well just tell them right up. I mean, I wouldn't go right up to him and say, Jim, I hate you. You know, that may not be very effective. But you might find other ways to communicate your disdain for somebody or their behavior. Is there any good that can come from gossip? Sure. There's lots of good. One time, a friend of mine was telling me something. I've mentioned this to some of my friends before, so if you've heard it before, just bear with me. He calls me up a little guilty, I think, because uh, some of my friends had went to the restaurant without me, and there they decided to have a conversation about how annoying it was to eat at a restaurant with Keith. Those that are laughing know how annoying it can be. Keith likes things the, 
the way they are, the right way. He always orders things complicated, always messes with the personnel, the staff, always looking for this or that. So complicated. Likes to complain about his food. You know how it goes. So my friend calls me and he tells me, hey, bro, look, I just feel like I should tell you that this and this was said, and, well, it's true. Okay, I can work with that. So, there is some good that can come if there's at least one person who's willing to tell the person being gossiped about what the deal is. Because otherwise, there's really no benefit to it. Had I, known how, had I not known how annoying it was to dine with me, I would have continued on being annoying. But as it was now, I'm the coolest person to dine with ever. Changed my ways. So much, in fact, that I was at dinner or breakfast just the other day. Now when, let me just say, when someone tells you that you're difficult to eat with and they don't like going to restaurants with you because you complain or this and that, and you do feel like, okay, maybe I do need to change, and so you start to actively think about your behavior in a restaurant situation, what you tend to also do at the same time you're thinking about your behavior is you analyze the behavior of others, <laughs> particularly those that complained about you. And in this moment, I realized, huh, looks like I'm not the only one who does complaining at restaurants. Maybe I'm just the most annoying, but I'm not the only one. And I was at breakfast with some friends the other day, and my food came out perfect. Not an ounce of complaint from me. Oh, I ordered easy. I'll take number five. They all had complicated orders, you know. I want my hash browns extra crispy. Or this and that. It's just funny. So anyway, I'm reformed. Fear not. You can invite me to lunch anytime. You can even pay for it. I won't hold it, I won't hold it against you. So I was thinking about gossip. Let's get into the positives here. I was thinking about gossip. And... Uh, Gossip usually takes place, and this last night it was around, and of course this is not what has, was happening last night, but in the tea cup story, the, the tea time, it takes place around tea, and tea is served in a cup, a tea cup. And a lot of times at work, you know, there's a break room or something like that, and that's where everybody comes in and drinks coffee, and coffee is served in a coffee cup. So I came up with a handy acronym about how and why or where or what's allowed. And the acronym is C-U-P, CUP. And it goes something like this. You're allowed to talk about anybody who's absent as long as it is complimentary, uplifting, positive. No one ever complained about hearing something good about themselves. Doug, I heard that through the grapevine that you showed amazing integrity in the meeting the other day. You were falsely accused and could have reacted in anger, but everyone, and everyone would have defended you, but you maintained your posture. Way to go. Think Doug's mad about all the talk about that? Mm-mm, you keep on talking. See what I'm saying? If your talk 
about other people is complimentary, uplifting, and positive, and they find out you've been telling good things about them, they're not going to be mad at you. But if they hear that you're talking all this junk, they might be upset, and it might cause relational damage. So remember the acronym, CUP, Complimentary, Uplifting, Positive. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. By the way, while you're turning there, just know that it's never fun to preach the gossip message. It's fun to preach the gospel message. So, I realize there will be a target on my back. I get it. And that's fine. Everyone could use a little accountability, isn't it? In a conversation, you hear this and that being said, and you're like... We probably shouldn't talk about this. Or maybe you should talk about this with that person. Or tell me more. I mean, sometimes it's just too good. But you get the point. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Here we go. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those that hear So if you feel the need to talk about somebody else, sometimes that's good. Hey, it's good to build somebody up when they're not around. You don't necessarily want to do it all the time when they're around because maybe their ego will go through the roof, right? So you're trying to think about them and their holiness. I get it. That's why I don't get offended that I never get complimented. I know you guys are doing it in secret. Keep it up. Of course, I'm kidding. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word that is good for the edification. Edification is the idea that it, it encourages, it, it, it's positive, it, it propels us forward, it builds, it doesn't tear down. And in the moment, you know, some moments are better off than others. You don't want to go around talking all the good stuff about everybody all the time, that might be annoying. But there's a moment for it. And then it needs to give grace to those who hear. It should be a relief. The message of the the grace of Yeshua is relief to us. It comes as a a great surprise that Yahweh is so graciously willing to give away this glorious kingdom. And so it comes as grace to us. Proverbs chapter 21, verse He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. That's a good one. He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. And I've had troubled soul before. I've really laid in bed thinking, man, I I really did a a bad thing here. I've caused damage. I can tell it. Sometimes you know it as soon as you say it. Sometimes you think about it later. But either way, if that's the case, you know, some apologies may be necessary and required, but just know that our words matter. Titus chapter 3 and verse 2, let's go with verse 1, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient and ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, and showing every consideration for all men. Now, Let me just say this. You can't pretend to turn 
bad gossip into good gossip with words like, oh, bless his heart. My great aunt told me one time, you can say anything, and this is a rough paraphrase, by the way, not word for word, but close. You can say anything about anybody as long as you follow it up with, bless their heart. That Jim's a fat and lazy lard, bless his heart. It's not going to work. It doesn't cover up the sin, but it sounds better. <laughs> or, um, yeah, Jim's just real lazy. He can't seem to get to work, you know, just family suffering. I just don't understand it. I'll pray for him. Yeah, you should, but not after you said all that to all your buddies, whether it's true, whether it's not. So don't try to cover up your sin by saying, I'll pray for them. <laughs> Nothing worse than the prayer bulletin turning into the gossip chain, you know what I mean? That's not its intended purpose. The intended purpose is, of course, so that we can know the needs and pray for the needs, not talk about the needs maliciously. I mean. So let's conclude... Gossip is not the same as slander. Gossip can be destructive. But if you want to talk about somebody, there is a way to do that. Just make sure it's cup. C-U-P. Say it with me. Complimentary. Uplifting. And positive. If Luke Wilson was in the room, I know for sure he said it with me because he knows the acronym by heart. Not because he's a militia gossip, but just because he remembers the sermon last time. Complimentary, uplifting, and positive. Let's conclude in Psalm chapter 141. Verse 3. Let's just start in verse 1. Give Walker more time to play here. Reading scripture always sounds better with a piano behind it. O Master, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. My prayer, may my prayer be counted as incense before you. The lifting up of my hands as the evening offering. Set a guard, O Yahweh, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. Set a guard, O Yahweh, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Let's pray. Yahweh, we're thankful for your forgiveness and for your grace. We're thankful for your mercy. Help us, Yahweh, as we are a body, as we are a family, as we are together, to consider the things that we're saying and to be careful that we're not being destructive with our words about others. Yahweh, help us to be an example to other people. Help us to live a life that can be shown to mirror the glory of your Son, Yeshua. We pray that as we continue to grow in our maturity, that you would teach us your ways, particularly how to guard our mouths be careful about how we deal with each other. We're so thankful for your kindness. We're thankful for your son. We're thankful for your word. 
And we give you all the praise in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for your time today. May Yahweh bless you.